Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically, the podcast where we explore what redefining relationships looks like through a sex-positive lens. Let's kick shame and guilt to the curb and really start living a sexy, authentic life. I'm passionate about normalizing out-of-the-box ways of designing relationships. There's nothing quite like finding your tribe and experiencing the freedom of being completely yourself without judgment. I'm your host, Kareen Bedard, your sex-positive relationship designer, and I'm here to guide you in creating the relationship you desire, whether that is a more open one or simply a more empowered one. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to enjoy the newest episode. Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically. We're back again for episode 19. Next week is 20. Wow, that just hit me. So episode 19 today, yay! Today's episode is called, You Can't Be Free Sexually If You're Not Free. And Glenn Mitchell, my guest today, is the one who said it like that. And I was like, yes, that is exactly it. And that's why I do what I do. You'll have to excuse me. I'm getting over a cold. Um, So my voice might not be the best. In fact, in the interview, I sounded even worse. So so you're just going to have to forgive me and just go with it. Because, you know, that's what happens. The show must go on. Um, like I said, I had the pleasure of talking with Glenn Mitchell this week. What, which just what an amazing person. He's just so much fun and he's so knowledgeable. And I remember the first time I met him, he said he was a hypnotherapist and I was like, well, I'm a skeptic. I don't know about hypnotherapy or I don't know about hypnotism. Like that just doesn't you know, add up in my reasonable mind. And so he's like, okay, well, I will give you a session and prove to you that it works. So make you a believer. I was like, okay. So he did. And wow, the stuff that I was able to lift off of myself, the weight that I could lift off of myself after just that one session was pretty incredible. So Glenn has superpowers. (laughs) He's pretty awesome. Um, But more than that, he's just really there for people. He's just the epitome of collaboration and connection and what it's like to be in community with people. He really has people's hearts in mind And I love that about him. He just, he helps wherever he can, but not to the detriment of himself. And I love that he's not just, you know, a martyr. (laughs) He doesn't just, he's not a people pleaser in that sense of always giving and giving and never taking care of himself. And that's been a big shift that he's made in his life um, over the years. So I just think it's just so exciting to have him on the show today. So we we discuss a little bit what freedom actually is and how to have it. And Glenn says that freedom begins and ends in the same place. So you're going to have to listen to find out what that place is. You might have some guesses. And there's a book that he mentions in the beginning by Viktor Frankl, and I have put a link to that book, an Amazon link, if you're interested in purchasing that book to learn more about it. But we really talk about how freedom 
is this ability to make choices. And I think this is so important. I'll let you hear what we talk about, obviously, but let me just introduce Glenn a little bit. Glenn Mitchell, he's a hypnotherapist specializing in working with all anxiety conditions and helping people to create a limitless mindset. He's also a hypnotherapy teacher and well-being enthusiast. Glenn is the co-facilitator of the amazing Freedom from Sugar Addiction program that Charlotte Harris designed. So I have put a link to that as well in the show notes. He's trained in hypnotherapy six years ago, and he's been teaching hypnotherapy now for the last 18 months as well and training other people, which I think is really cool. He's married with two children, and he has many reptile pets. So take a look at his information in the show notes. Okay, before we get into today's conversation, I just want to remind you that my event workshop slash VIP experience at the X Club is back and there's limited time to sign up because it is this Friday. If you are listening to this after the date, then... um Either the the relevant ad will come after or um, we'll let you know uh, when the other ones are. But you can always look that up on my social media. It's always on Instagram. I will let you know the latest um, thing. You can always go to my link tree as well. So make sure you sign up, guys. There's only like two days left. And I want you to come because I want to meet you. I want to meet the people listening and... I want you to dip your toes with me there to to guide and mentor you and also party with you because it's so much fun. So come be a part of my world and let me meet you. You need to register and you'll get the information right after this. When we come back, we will get right into that interview. So really enjoy. It was such a fun conversation. It's a little shorter than other weeks, so enjoy that. And uh, I will see you soon. Love you guys. Do I have an exciting opportunity for all of you? Those of you who live near Toronto, this might be just the experience you've been waiting for. Have you considered trying the lifestyle, going to a sex club, or experiencing that kind of thing, but are nervous and don't know where to start? Well... I have something exciting for you. My Empowered Lifestyle Newcomers VIP experience is back, and the next one is November 18th, and I would love for you to come and sign up. The link to sign up for this experience will be in the show notes. You can also find it in my bio on Instagram if you uh, are on my Instagram, if you follow me there, but you must sign up on this website in order to get your tickets, but it's a night of exploration and fun. It's a chance to dip your toes into a new world that offers unlimited possibilities. Sometimes they can be really scary with so many unknowns, but this is why I've created this Empowered Lifestyle Newcomers VIP experience. And it's so important to have a place where you can do this safely. So you might be thinking, what do I wear? Will I know anyone? What happens at these clubs? I'm so nervous. Well, don't worry. All these questions will be answered. This night is about having fun and making amazing new connections, all while feeling very safe and grounded. You don't have to sit by yourself and wonder who you should talk to or what the etiquette is in these situations, because we'll cover all of that. And 
you won't feel alone in this process. In fact, you will leave having made so many new connections and friendships that you'll wonder why it took you so long to try it out. Are you a single man but don't want to be that guy whenever you go to the club? Well, this night will also enlighten you and help make connections that will shift how you are perceived and how you interact. So this is for couples, for single women, for single gentlemen, all of the above are welcome. So check out the link. I will be there to hold your hand the whole time and talk with you. We have a special VIP section to sit in. We've got bottle service. We have some icebreakers. We get to party at the club and just have a great time. So go to the link and find out what this is all about. I'd love to have you join me. Please visit our website at www.breakingfreeauthentically.com and subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Be sure to leave a review on Podchaser by clicking the link at the top of the page. That would mean the world to me. Finally, I'd love for you to join Breaking Free Authentically, our private sex-positive relationship community on Facebook. All the links will be posted in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Well, welcome, Glenn Mitchell. I'm so excited that we're finally having a chance to talk. I'm unbelievably excited to be here. Well, I'm so excited. This is great. Um, Not only do you have the coolest accent, but you're a pretty cool person. And uh, one of the first people that I met in the High Net Connect group on my first speed networking call. So that was really fun. Um, And you work with, um, you have a partner that you work with in Freedom from Sugar Addiction, which I'm going through right now, which is an amazing program. I'm really enjoying it. I'm noticing a lot of shifts slowly, but surely. Yeah. So um, um, we could talk about that another time. But anyways, so I got to meet Charlotte first, and then I met you that same week, which was so crazy because you were like two of the first people that I met and you happened to be connected somehow. So that was really fun. So we've always had a really easy dynamic you and I just free talking it's just been really easy and so I really appreciate that so I'm excited about today's talk because we are going to talk about you can't be free sexually if you're not free I love that concept because well as you know I'm all about freedom right (laughs) breaking free authentically and part of being authentic is being authentic with yourself And so we're going to cover that a little bit today. So before we get started with that, Glenn, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Because it's really cool. So I'm a hypnotherapist and hypnotherapy teacher. And so my whole job is to actually help people create freedom in their own mind or help people teach other people to create freedom in their own mind. And like, just that concept of freedom, mm-hmm. just that idea. So we, we talked about, obviously, if you want freedom sexually, you need freedom yourself. Mm-hmm. But what is freedom? Where does it begin? And the answer is freedom begins and ends in the same place. Mm. And that is the mind. Mm. Have you ever heard of the book Man's Search for Meaning? No. So Viktor Frankl was a prisoner of war in Nazi Germany. He was also a a psychologist. 
And he observed as a prisoner of war that the only real freedoms were the ones that he created in his own mind, i.e. he could control how he responded to a situation, Mm. even though he couldn't control the situation. Mm. And he took it further to recognize that the people that understood this were the ones that survived. And the ones that didn't, the ones that were bound by their circumstance were the ones that didn't survive. And if you look at the world now, Mm. like, how much of an analog is that for relationships? Yeah. How many people are trapped in their relationship, they're bound in their relationship? Mm. And mentally, emotionally, or physically, not everybody survives those relationships. Mm-hmm. But those that understand that they've got the choice of how to respond are the ones that have got any real power. That's so true. That's so good. Um, yeah, because our minds, like you said, they're so powerful. They have, I know that I was, well, for instance, being a fundamentalist conservative Christian before, um, I was trapped by so many beliefs and teachings that were really a part of my mind that I couldn't break free from because there was no way to, right? And, and, your condition to think a certain way. And so, so much of breaking free is breaking free from this conditioning. So you can either choose it or dismiss it, right? Like you have to be able to evaluate that conditioning first. And then you can decide if you want to keep that or not. And so either way, if you want to, you don't have to leave what what you're in or what you believe necessarily, but you do have to evaluate it. So you're not a prisoner to it. So you can be free from having to do that. And now it becomes a choice and there's so much freedom in choice. Right. And so, yeah, let's unpack that a little bit. I love what you're talking about, the power of choice, because Mm -hmm. I made choices, different parts of my life as well. And into what I believe. So I remember being 18 years old. I was laying in my bed and I'd been reading the Bible a lot. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, do, do I want to believe what's in the Bible? Mm-hmm. And the way that I looked at it then, and this kind of shows you what sort of a young person I was, the way that I looked at it then was if I really truly go down this path, then I can't be a dick to anyone. And that's kind of boring to me. I like being a deck. <laughs> and so I now when you say when you say a deck, dick. It's a dick to dick. us. Just clarifying yes. if anybody didn't yeah. hear that, but I love keep keep saying it. Okay. Literally, I can't be a penis to anyone. So anyway. <laughs> so I actually made a conscious choice at the age of 18 that I wanted to be mean to people. So therefore I could not be religious. So I went the other way and I I went staunchly against it. It's like anybody that believes in any sort of religion is a moron because it's different to what I believe. So that then becomes a preset for my life for years. (laughs) And I had the exact opposite, right? Like (laughs) the exact opposite. Yeah. Somewhere along the line, it was like, do what do you actually want to believe? And I was like, 
well, obviously, I'd like to believe that there's something because that's nicer. It feels good. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, why not just choose what you want to believe? Because I'd gone so down, deeply down that rabbit hole. It was mm. like, it was just so ingrained now. Like, I cannot believe in anything mm. other than what I can fish at the sea. But then one day it was like, what makes you happy? It's like, well, obviously, I'd be happy if there was something. I'd be happy if my dad's soul existed now that his physical body has died mm. and all of those different things. So I, I made a new decision. It was like, I decide to believe in something. Mm. I decide to believe there's more than just the physical plane. And the second that I did, it was a weird thing because it was a decision, like you say. Mm. Then all of a sudden it was like, So if I decide to believe that, what does that change for me? And it changed everything because now I can send out a prayer and I can believe that it'll be answered. I can believe that things will happen for me, Mm -hmm. not just because of a physical thing that I do, but because of a a vibration that I'm at. Mm -hmm. I can believe that if I put good into the world, good will come back to me. Mm You know what happens when I believe that? You put good into the world. And it becomes true. Yeah. Every time I help someone, something good happens to me. Mm -hmm. And my job's helping people, so, well, lucky old me. Yeah. (laughs) But it all comes down to exactly what you talked about, Mm -hmm. making the choice. So, yeah, when I was younger, I made a choice that actually wasn't right for me. Mm. At the time, I thought it was because I wanted to be, wait for it, a dick. (laughs) However, (laughs) as I got older, I realized I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to upset people. I didn't want to hurt people. Mm -hmm. Actually, I want to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. I want to heal people. And the only way I can do that is if I embrace something beyond myself. Mm -hmm. And so now I do. I I embrace everything. Mm -hmm. Anything's possible as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And where that gives me freedom is, number one, it's my freedom to choose. So I can believe or not believe. I've done both. One feels better than the other. But also, what other freedoms that afford me? The freedom to really believe that things can happen for me. Mm -hmm. The freedom to believe that what I choose matters. Mm -hmm. The freedom to believe that I make a difference, not just in my immediate sphere of influence, but in the energy I put out, I make a difference. In the belief I put out, I make a difference. Mm-hmm. So let's bring it all the way back to mm-hmm. you can't be free sexually until you're free. Mm-hmm. And like my whole life, I have probably been what you would call not sexually free. Mm-hmm. When I was young, free and single, I wasn't sexually free. So I was mm-hmm. just terrified. It was like, it was pressure. It was like, mm-hmm. if I meet someone, I have to perform. Mm-hmm. I have to be good or whatever. And that pressure never left. And so then I got married. I got into a monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. The pressure never left me. Mm. And then one day, I like woke up, if you like. It was like, I'm, I am me. Mm-hmm. I am just me. I'm free to be me. I'm free to love freely. I'm free to believe in whatever the hell I believe in. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, like when it comes to religious belief, me and my wife have very different beliefs. Mm-hmm. And that's completely irrelevant because we both have the freedom to choose. But that's the thing I just want to mention is that a lot of times, like in a when you're 
beliefs are imposed on you, it becomes sort of a dogmatic way yes. of thinking, right? Like you don't get to choose and therefore other people don't get to choose either because there's a right way and there's a wrong way. But if you both choose what it is that sort of fits you, um, you give each other the freedom as well to just not have to agree with you, right? Like I, I remember the moment when I looked around the room at these ladies and I had an acapella group and I remember looking around the room and going, I am no better than anyone in this room. And it was the most freeing thing because I was like, I don't know any more than them. I don't have like a special truth that they're not privy to. I'm just like everybody else. And some would feel like that was not great. But for me, to feel like I had this superiority in a sense, not that I wanted to, but like, if I'm the only one who has the truth, then my job is to make sure everybody knows the truth. And I'm not yeah. free to be myself because I have this mission that is all consuming and I have to be an example and I have to do this and everybody's watching me. It's so much pressure, like what you said. And the day I let go of that and I went, ah, oh, I don't have any like special truth. Like what I learned was what I learned and what they learned is what they learned. And we're all just trying to figure it out. And it's beautiful. Now I can actually have real authentic conversations with people and be curious and not be a freaking know-it-all, you know, like, ah, oh, I hated that. And that's kind of what I became, right? We all go through that. I think everybody does at some point. We all get to a point where we're knowledgeable about something. And then we think we are the knowledge about something. <laughs> and so we want to impose the knowledge on everyone. Yeah. But the reality is my truth is my truth. Your truth is your truth. Anybody else's truth is their truth. And, and I, I was think told, right? I was told in the Bible that my truth was the only truth. And so it wasn't even something that I chose. It's not like I was like, oh, I know these things. And I want everybody to know. It's like, you know these things. It's your responsibility to tell everyone and you cannot back down because nobody else has the truth. So don't buy into their truth. And no, 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 no. You don't have the choice to choose what you want. There is one truth and that's it. If you don't believe that, you're going to hell. Right there. Right. Believe what I tell you to believe or you'll go to a bad place. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's not just the basis for religion. That's the basis for society. Yeah. Fit in or go to a bad place. Because yeah. you can fit in in the mortal plane or you can go to prison. You can fit in in the spiritual plane or you'll go to hell. Yeah. So we, we use this fear-based thinking to tell everybody to fit a fucking mold. Ah, yes. But none of us fit a mold. We are all unique. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's the that's the freeing moment right there is when you go, wait a second, I don't have to fit this mold. There might be consequences to that. Yeah. But is that worth it? Like, would I rather just be like 
cattle just being prodded in this line and I have no choice? Or do I want to live my life meaningfully and be honest with myself and not be a dick to myself? (laughs) Right? Like it can go the other way where you're like, nice to everybody and you please everybody and you do the right thing for everybody, but you're terrible to yourself. And that's where I was. I would have never said that I was terrible to myself, but like I sabotaged myself. I put so much pressure on myself. I became such a perfectionist and this and that and all the things that were going on in my mind. I had to like this past three years has been such an unpacking of that and recognizing how terrible of a friend I was to myself, you know, like I was like, what? People are like, do you hear what you're saying to yourself? And it was just like an afterthought, you know, it was like, oh yeah, but I'm so terrible at this or I'm so terrible at that or, you know, oh, I have ADHD, so I'll never be able to da 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 da. Well, you can actually make that your way of living and your belief system and you'll never move past that. Or you can go, oh, well, that's a part of me um, and I don't need to beat myself up about it. I can choose to accept it and love it and and use that to my advantage rather than, you know, use it as something that's going to hold me back. Well, you mentioned something a few moments ago that's really prevalent in my world, and that is you mentioned dogma. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to hypnotherapy and hypnotherapists, there is so much dogma out there. Like everybody's way is the correct way. Mm-hmm. No, you can only do it my way, otherwise you're being irresponsible. Mm-hmm. You can only do it this way, otherwise you're doing it wrong, mm-hmm. which is total nonsense. Like hypnotherapy is literally getting a person to focus their mind completely on one thing. Mm. And that's it. And then you guide them. So the fact that there's a right way and a wrong way to do it is utter bullshit. But there's so much dogma in that world. It's very similar to religion. It's very much like, this is the way. That's not the way. Do it this way or do it the wrong way. We are meaning makers, right? Like, As humans, we try to create meaning out of everything because that's how we make sense of our world. So we have a really hard time sitting in this unknown. (laughs) Like that's really uncomfortable. But when you start to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, that's when the magic happens. So I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Who's right, the lion or the gazelle? They're both right. I mean, they're both yeah, the lion living will, their truth. Yeah, the lion will attack the gazelle so that the lion can eat, and maybe the lion's mm-hmm. family can eat. The gazelle will run so that the gazelle can live, and maybe the gazelle's family can live. But there's no virtue on either side. They're both doing what comes instinctually, mm-hmm. and like you say, we're meaning makers. Mm-hmm. But things only really have the meaning that we give them. Yeah. However, we're taught to apply meaning. We're taught through school. We're taught through family. We're taught through religious teachings. And so we apply the meanings that we were taught to apply. And so many people spend so much time trying to figure out what something means. Mm-hmm. But if they actually recognized it means what meaning you give it, mm-hmm. then actually we could save a hell of a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And I see people do this all the time. 
I see people like, well, in my individual therapies, I see it all the time. People will, will sit there and say, I behaved like this. This means this. Where did you get that meaning from? Mm-hmm. It's what I was told. It's what mm-hmm. I was taught. Yeah. What if the meaning was different? Well, then I'd be happy. Mm-hmm. Change the meaning. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. <laughs> but but you, it, can. You, you can, but you first have to wrestle with this idea that you're not allowed to change the meaning because like those of us who were brought up very religious and I wouldn't have called myself religious, right? Yeah. Like I've said that before. Um, it is the ultimate crime to question what God says, right? And if God says he is the truth and he is the only way, the truth and the life, then who am I to go and yes. make my own truth and my own beliefs? Like I have to free myself of that first, you know? So that's the first belief that has to go is that there is a universal truth. And that is the toughest one to let go of because the second you let go of there's a universal truth in your mind, especially in being taught that your whole life, that's sort of the grounding force, right? Like, you know, that you can always come back to that, that there is this one truth. You let go of that. All of a sudden you're like floating in like uh, unknown territory. Like what? I, if, if that's not true, then what else isn't true? And what else isn't true? And what else isn't true? And it's just such a, like, I, I, I explain it as like, being on a table with four legs and one of the legs is missing and you're just like, where do I stand? And how do I stay up here without falling over? And it's such a scary place to be until you realize that you have power in your thoughts. You have power to let go of the meaning that was given to you and to all of a sudden explore that there's other truth. And one of the big things for me was like, if there's a natural explanation for something, I don't need God to explain it. And and that was so interesting as I started to recognize that, hey, wait, this is just not like, like you talked about energy and whatever, like energy is, it's a real thing. It's, it's powerful. And it's like, if you hold hands in a circle and you create a connection, a circuit, uh, this, the light will turn on. <clears throat> like this this tantric um workshop that that we did she had this like light bulb thing and if you connect the circuit the light will turn on right and so she had a, a huge group of us all hold hands and when the last person touched that light that light went on and yes. and there's energy flowing all the way through all of us so i mean scientifically that that is like well we all are, you know, transmitting energy and, and we're conductors of energy. Okay. So that you can't argue that that's fine. But like, if we look at sort of like you talked about your energy is kind of what draws people to you. And, and for me, like once I let go of sort of this oppressive energy, this, like, you have to think this way and you have to be this way and you yeah. da, 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 then I could start to shift my beliefs and my thoughts around things and then elevate how things sort of made me feel and own that. And then 
I could start to own who it is that I actually am and what I actually like rather than what I've been told to like or do. And then that just kind of raised, you know, if you want to say raise your vibration or whatever, but like it raised my energy to where I now attract the same kind of people that are like me. And I have so many amazing friends, like literally all over the world that I could call in a second and be like, oh my gosh, I've had such a terrible day. And can I talk with you? You know, and you're one of those people. And like, we, we have never met in person. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's just so crazy how just letting go of certain ways of thinking can just open up your world in a completely different way. So it feels like you are losing everything. It really did. It felt like I was losing everything I had ever known, but really I was gaining everything I had never not known. (laughs) You know, it's even one of those things, like even if a person is quite deeply religious, Mm -hmm. they only need to ask themselves one question. Did God write the Bible, the Quran or the Torah? And the answer is no. So is that actually the word of God? But you can't you can't tell that to a, a fundamentalist Christian. Oh God, no. No, 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 no. no I mean that trying. that takes so much unraveling because you get like that's not even conversation that you could have. Like that took so much unraveling. And like I said, for me, it was like starting. Can you hear the dogs barking? No. <laughs> um, it took so much unraveling in the sense that. I had to go, hmm, I expect anyone reading the Quran to go and double check their truth. Yep. So why would I be scared to check my truth if I have the truth? Yeah. Right? Like if you are so confident you have the truth, why is there so much fear at actually looking at the truth and questioning it and challenging it? Because the truth is going to hold up. Like, why do we fear that so much? And so that was a big realization for me, too, is like, hmm. So then I started listening to Playboy Radio because, of course, they were the worst of the worst, like I've said before. And so I started listening to these heathens and these people who obviously didn't believe the word of God and da, 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 da. Um, And turns out they were so loving and wonderful. And that just challenged my beliefs beyond what I ever was prepared for. Um, so just putting yourself in situations where you do have to think outside the box and I'd step outside the box, think and look in and go, well, that is crazy shit. And then I'd be like, no, 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 I can't get, I can't stay out here. I have to jump back into safety. Um, and that was the process quite literally for a lot of it. Um, so I mean, it's one thing when you're out to just be like, well, it's not written by God, but that is your deep belief in God is your like the all-powerful being on this earth and could smite you at any moment, you know, whatever, figuratively or really. Um if that was possible, I would be a goner many times. Right? <laughs> I mean, I definitely would be now. <laughs> I mean, I was like the perfect child. I I was not rebellious. I did all the right things. I waited till I got married to have sex. I you know, was the submissive wife. I sacrificed myself. I would turn the other cheek. And I wondered why I was so resentful. Mm. Right? Because none of the choices were really mine. I mean, 
I turn them into mine because it's the only way you can cope. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. You tell yourself it's your choice, but actually yeah, you're yeah. following a system. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's move on to this idea of, like, what did you say before we started the call? Um, freedom. It's like what we tell ourselves. Not sabotage. You didn't use sab- sabotage. No, but that is actually where it's at. Like, yeah. we self-sabotage all the time yeah, yeah, to yeah. try and fit into structures. Yes. Okay, so Whatever. let's talk about that. Yeah, so whether it's a societal structure, like, even today, I, I was doing a therapy session with a young woman who, she's 18 years old, her mum is the person that's paying me, uh, but she's my client, and we were talking about like how she really struggles to fit into her family. Mm-hmm. And in the end, she realized that she's trying too hard to fit in, that she actually just needs to be herself. And when she actually does that, everybody else around her will accept it. Mm-hmm. The only reason why they don't seem to accept her is because she's battling between this idea yes. of who she thinks she should be versus who she actually is. And when and she I lets go, just be wanna- herself, yeah. I think people want to help stop that chaos in us. And so yeah. then they just tell us what to do so that we don't now on, on one side of that, you know, in a highly religious home, like if you, if you're not following the mold, like it doesn't matter what yeah. you believe you're not going to be able to go. And I, I still struggle with that in my family. So like they don't really know what I do. Yeah. Um, because they I don't, I don't think they could understand because there's no framework for it. Like it's yes. just sin. It's just sin. And there's no other way to look at it because there's no other room for any but other belief systems. Let's look at that for a second, right? Mm-hmm. Something that is so natural, that is so every day. Yeah. How the hell is that a sin? Because it's the easiest way to control people now that exactly I look at it, that. right? Like if you make the one thing that is the most natural thing to most people on this earth and you make it off limits, then all of a sudden you have control of a whole group of people that need to repent and need to come (laughs) and (laughs) say sorry. And they feel terrible about themselves and they feel worthless as long as they're doing the thing that they love. And so you can keep people very under your thumb through guilt and shame. And that's why I really want to work on letting go of guilt and shame in our beliefs and in our mindsets. Are you telling me that the man in the sky isn't going to kill me for being a bad person? Exactly what I'm telling you. <laughs> and and even in my version of Christianity, he wouldn't have killed me either. Nope. You know, I think I was more afraid of what my parents would think than him because um, my version of God was a very gracious, loving God. You know, because that's the parts that I like. So that's the parts we chose to look at. And so we were very proud as Christians to have that version. Like we're not the version where God just like punishes you and and shames you and this. Like it's a loving, yeah, virtuous, loving, kind, like a father. And that's true to a point. But then like the rest of the church does sort of his evil bidding in the sense that they're having to keep you in line because, you know, well, you don't want to disappoint God because he's so loving and you don't want him to, you know, like he's the most important. And so your sole job in life is to 
honor him and glorify him forever in, in your actions. That is your, that is your sole responsibility in life is to glorify God. And it's like, like I'm a musician and I was the pianist at church for years and years since I was like 13 and I sang and I played and I led worship and all these kinds of things. And I was good at it. Like I went to school for music. Like I'm a musician. Like I'm not just average, you know, and I really, I did some amazing things, but I can never take credit for it. I could never like, you can't clap. Yes. Yes. All glory to God. Yeah. It's always, you know, glory to God. And I can't take anything of it, but like who got up at six 30 every morning to practice for an hour, who, you know, did all the work of studying and training and this and that. And, you know, we just, it's this pattern of denying ourselves because that's prideful and that's selfish and that's sinful right there. And so we're ingrained and even in our society, right? Like, like you have to be kind, you have to respect people. Like you, you're the kids, you have to go hug grandma and say bye. Cause she's going to feel sad if you don't, or she's not gonna, you know, you're going to make her feel bad or, you know, we just, we don't get to have autonomy of our bodies. We don't get to have autonomy of our thoughts. We don't even get to decide what we're going to eat or drink or anything. Um, and that's one thing I love about your program is like, all of a sudden, it's not anybody else's decision on what's good and bad to eat, right? Like, it's your body gets to decide. You get to decide and you actually get to be super intentional yep. about thinking through like, why don't I want to eat this? Oh, because I kind of feel shitty after I eat that. So why do I keep eating it? Why do I keep thinking it's such a treat when I actually feel shitty, you know, but most people use sort of like, well, it's bad to eat carbs and you should never eat carbs and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, fuck that. Not all carbs are bad. And I'm not going to listen to you because you're just telling me what to do again. And yours, you're like, go ahead, eat them, eat them. Go ahead. I'm like what's the trick see how that's the point is to get back to nature's way uh so i have to run because i've got the school run to do oh, no. so <laughs> i'm just going to finish by saying number one freedom from sugar check it out <laughs> but yeah that that is the the program itself is an analog for life do what comes naturally not what you're conditioned to do yeah and be kind to yourself like listen exactly. to your internal dialogue that's beating you up all the time because guaranteed yeah. it is. Okay. Well, we're going to have to have a, you know, a part two or something. We're going to have to. Oh, Christ. Yes. Let's have a part yeah. two and a part three. Let's do it again. All right. And we're not going to wait very long. Okay. No. Love you, Glenn. Have a great day and I'll see you later today. You will. You'll see me later for the program. Yes. All right. See you soon, Take care. Bye-bye. So all of Glenn's information will be in the show notes. And I just, I'm so glad I got a chance to talk with him. We will definitely talk with him more because this is just the tip of the iceberg, this information. Like it's just so powerful. And I don't think that we recognize that being free first and foremost in who we are allows us to feel sexually because that's a whole different level. And unless we've sort of made room for feeling free 
in the rest of life and in who we are and accepting who we are and, and loving ourselves deeply and not judging ourselves, we're never going to get to the point where we can love others in a sexual way because we can't give of ourselves in ways that we aren't willing to give to ourselves, if that makes sense. So anyways, I am so thankful that I got a chance to talk with him. We had a time mix up, so our our time had to be cut short a little bit. But I hope you still got a lot out of that. And um, yeah, if you have any questions about any of this stuff, this is like what we thrive on talking about. And this is the first step to working through the things that help us to, to really break free and live authentically. It's just magical. So please reach out to me and ask me about my six-week mentorship and let's dig into some of this stuff. Let's find out what's keeping you stuck. And in keeping you stuck, you might just feel like you're sexually stuck. Guaranteed that there's other reasons and we'll take a look at that. But breaking free sexually is much more than what we think. And I love how it's all connected. And so you kind of break free in other areas and, and it just opens the door for freedom in, in so many other areas in your life. So please reach out. I would love, 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 love to um, have this conversation with you. So I hope that you have had a good day and I hope you've enjoyed this. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. See you next week. Mwah. Love you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Kareen Bedard Coaching, and you can visit my website at kareenbedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at breakingfreeauthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com. Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have a great week.